Okay, welcome to episode 51 of the United Pubcast, a podcast that I've been waiting a while to do, uh, my One Matter Appreciation podcast. Well, he was uh, positive um, in a very, if, I, if I'm being honest, I thought United were the most exciting thing, but much, you know what, it was exciting to watch a man run in deep sand, although it was grass. Yeah, now we'll get into his um, Usain Bolt impression in a little bit, um, but first we'll just bit a I know, a bit of housekeeping, so then we hope everyone enjoyed the Mark Wozniak podcast. We got a, little, a lot of good feedback from that, so um, it was fun to do. Feels like a while ago, but it was fun. Yeah, um, what I really enjoyed about it is he was very open and very honest and um, gave us insight. Like, would you have had any idea he was in for Juventus? That like, Juventus story where he flew in on the night, yeah. that night in Turin, that was yeah, something a lot of people who got in contact with me um, spoke about that. But, just a, yeah, it's one yeah. of the stories you just don't hear about. Who's next, Sir Alex? Um, well, we will try. Keith Gillespie is out here in a few months. He's out here in April. So um, that's a bit of a goal for us. Maybe get Keith Gillespie, another member of the class of 92. Um, also, before, actually, before we get into the talk of football, just a reminder, we still have our bushfire fundraiser um, up there. I think we'll... Closing on $400. I think we made that bet last week. The loser will top the kitty up to $400 or the next 100 So um, I still believe there'll be no signing. Well, God, it's looking like there will be a signing, but I'll stick by my prediction that there'll be no signings. And Larry says there will be a signing. So um, that that is still there to donate. Um, also, there is another... I'm on Twitter, mad uh, Aussie guy. is doing his own little fundraiser for the New South Wales Fire Services. So... Just pop on the, our Twitter page and it'll be on there, one of the last tweets, if you want to help him and raise a little bit of money. We might as well get into the actual football. Actually, before what we're going to start on, we had, we might as well go team selection. Um, is there any surprises? Um, what well, surprises? Rashford is on the bench. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a bit of a surprise, but I was almost happy to see that. Um, this definitely needs a rest. He's played so much football, he's been playing with a knock and... Um, we'll, we'll get into his knock that happened, that eventuated after that. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good side. I really want to see us switch to a four-three-three. But in saying that, there's not really a lot of options, uh, is there? Um, you, you had Pereira on the bench, which I actually thought it. I thought it was a surprising Mata start. You know, um, I was like, okay, can he can he do two games in a row? But for me, as long as he can keep going, you just got to keep playing him. He's so creative and. He scored the goal today, and after his performance against Norwich, like can't drop him at the moment. Well, we'll definitely get into one, Matt. I'll set aside a good hour to discuss him, but uh, <laughs> we might as well start from the back. I thought a lot of people were sort of very complimentary, and rightly so, the back four. I thought yeah, Wolves were a good team. But I thought the back four, not so much individually. I think individually they played well, but collectively I thought it was one of their best performances. Yeah. Wolves did create a chance here or there. Um, but Wolves are a good team, they're going to do that. They yeah. scored three against City and actually they scored five all up against City this year. So they are a team who can attack and cause problems. So I thought each each member of the back four was, I would say, faultless. But Williams is a good 7 out of 10. Maguire and Lindelof, not a foot wrong. Juan Bissaka, I thought one of his, not defensively one of his better games, but attacking, I thought, sort of showed the right intent, which we have questioned him about before. But I thought he was very good. Yeah, can't disagree with any of that. Um, someone who does get criticised a lot, but has stepped up recently, Matic. Yeah, thought it was quite solid. Um, had the occasional blip in the game. Uh, there was one instance where he... Was it in the first half? He's passed the ball and um, basically pad Wolves straight on the attack and then he's fouled, I think it was Traore, from memory. Yeah. Um, 
Overall, I thought it was a pretty solid performance from Matic. Is this a controversial thing to say, but I actually feel the ball movement with Matic compared to McTominay is a little bit better. We had this discussion a couple of days ago, just talking on Facebook, about what makes a good footballer, etc. Matic is a better footballer than McTominay, but he doesn't produce... McTominay has what it takes to produce better sort of contributions to the team. In terms of technical ability, Matic is very good. Oh, it, yeah. it is how it, the question with Matic becomes his pace and his mobility. In terms of ability with the ball and his passing range, he's, besides Pogba, he's probably got the best passing range in the team. I can't disagree with that. I think if you had McTominay and Matic at the same age, it's not really a debate, is it? Say that one again. So um, what I'm saying is, Matic, if Matic was 23 again, what oh. Tomine is now, this wouldn't really be. A oh no, oh, Matic is yeah. one of the most sought-out players in Europe. Oh, okay. I remember when he came to Chelsea the first time. I think he was at Benfica. Fantastic player. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where age is creeping up on him. Um, his partner, though, and uh, this is definitely not a bad performance. But Fred, a bit shaky. Showed signs of the old Fred, didn't yeah. he? Came out today. Yeah, he's got his mascot hat on or something. Mate, he just wanted a samba today. He was he was dancing all over the pitch, just yeah, not the way let, I like. Let off the hook with that. VAR didn't intervene and give that handball. Right, rightly intervened that it was a handball. Do you think so? No, it's not a handball, but by the letter of the law, yeah. it's a handball. So VAR got it right. You can't blame the referee for that. I would. But I, in terms of Fred's passing yeah. to Matic, oh. Yeah, it was dreadful. He just pegged the ball at him, didn't yeah. he? Might as well just throw a damn rock at him, mate. Eh? Um... Just trying to go through the team now. Um, in front of it, we might as well go um, one mat. I'll let you have your say first before I take the floor. But um, I think we'll intertwine this as well into his game against Norwich as well. Tom, did you feel that, mate? The table's raising up a little bit. Have you settled down since he scored? I think that's on your end. Calm down. Um, in all seriousness, I thought. Look, I think Mato was actually quite good. Um, in the first half, much like the rest of the team, we started really hot and then it kind of dropped off. Um, and, and Mata was part of that. I just felt the whole team just didn't get any flow or rhythm going. Um, probably from the first opening exchanges, five minutes or so, and then towards the end of the first half, we started to get some ascendancy again. But uh, he came alive in the second half, and again, the, his football intelligence, that's the one thing you can never question. And you, you tweeted about this earlier. I, I never understood people who say Mata can't be part of the squad. I've always said he's part of the squad. From my side, it's always been, again, with the mobility. Uh, does he have the ability to back up week after week or game after game? We're going to have a lot of football coming up. Um, that, that's where my question marks come from. But as I stated earlier, if as long as he can keep going and backing up game after game, you play him because he's our most creative outlet, especially with Pogba out. I'd say he's in our strongest team at the moment. I really do. I think for number 10, he has to be there. Um, now, whether Fernandez comes in, we'll touch on that. But for now, if this is our squad, it has to be Mata, doesn't it? No, 100% agree. They're pretty much exactly what I was going to say in terms of he gets so so much... I wouldn't say abuse. He's a player who maybe does... He does get abuse. He does get he abuse. Does. But not on the level of Jesse Lingard yeah. or Pereira or, or someone like that. But he's, I think he stopped writing his blogs, for God's sake. Like he just doesn't go online. He's usually quite proactive on social media. But that is the sort of treatment he's getting from fans. And it's just from fans who don't understand what he brings. And as you just said, all, all those things, but mainly just his sort of technical ability and his just reading of the game. He, he reads the game on a different level. So, well, this is a player who's won the Champions League. 
He's won the World Cup, he's won the Euros, he's been part of the best ever Spanish side the world's ever seen. He has everything you want in a football except that pace, and that pace is just one tool of what makes a good footballer. And he gets criticised so heavily for it, and I just don't understand it. Like you just saw, saw the pace, he ran away from the Wolves defenders, Usain Bolt. <laughs> if the goal was five yards away, um, or if he had to run an extra five yards, he was in deep trouble. <laughs> I thought, when Marshall when Marshall sort of broke little, into a little bit of space, but play it through. Then when you saw it, it was one, Matty. Oh, oh, honestly, God, oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> honestly, I was right there with you, mate. I had my head in my hands, and I was like, yeah, he isn't going to make it. The last thing Man United Twitter needed then was for Wolves to catch one, Matt, up with a 10 metre head start. Hey, mate, can we give him some credit? How classy was that finish, though? Super cool. Yeah, sorry about that. We've just had to move. I don't think the guy behind me was too happy with praising one matter. He did get a little bit rowdy then. But we're just talking about, or you're talking about his finish when he's through yeah. goal. Uh, so classy. So classy, mate. Like, so composed. And the technique of it, um, it's, got... I, it's People don't people don't appreciate how hard that type of finish is. Oh, I've I, I played it's the game, yeah. and I've played the game at a decent level. I never had the confidence to do that. Like, that is... And especially the confidence to do that on the training ground or at your local park, not bearing down on the Stretford end in an FA Cup match. To be able to do that against another professional keeper is just just classy. Can we win the cup? I think you have to. I think because I don't want to say bigger clubs because obviously we're the biggest club, but there's obviously an argument to suggest technically not. But I think some of the other clubs will have different priorities. And I think if Solskjaer prioritises this, and it all depends on the, the draw. We've got Tranmere or Watford. Um, I think yeah I think under Mourinho we made the FA Cup final one under Van Hal um, I think we're out of the League Cup um, unfortunately I thought the League Cup was a really good chance but unfortunately it looks like we're out but if we got a good draw I'd love to win the FA Cup everyone sort of yeah, lost its magic etc and maybe it has a little bit but for me it's still one of the best competitions because like, I was almost looking forward to penalties today because it, it brings that type of excitement like that you just don't get in the sort of if we play Wolves in a league game which we seem to do every second week I think we've got them in a couple of yeah, weeks we time yeah we do um, it's sometimes it doesn't get boring but it just lacks that edge where the FA Cup I think always does bring it yeah I think I agree with you along with the Europa League I think they're our best opportunities this season um, I, I know we've digressed a little bit um, <clears throat> uh, are you done with Mata can we, can we move um, on to we'll, we'll come back to it in a bit <laughs> yeah. um, we're going through the players in the team I've got to say I know we've spoken about this previously but uh, Dan James, I, I don't like him. I don't like him starting games against sides who are not going to, going to attack us. He's just, he's, and again, it's not a criticism. Every player has their strengths. Like Park Ji Sung, you know, like United's Darren Fletcher. You have squad players, and but, do you, th- but do you think one hundred percent agree? One hundred percent. However, do you think Wolves is a team that sits? Sits back and defends. They don't. They don't sit back and defend because oh, they're quite attacking. I think. They but, are, but, but, they are. but my perception is the same as you, thinking they're going to sit back deep, and it's hard for James yeah. to find that space. But do they really? Well, they don't in the traditional sense, the way like a Burnley would or a Newcastle would. But like, if you looked at the stats, especially towards the first half, um, we actually had a lot of the ball. It was only a small period there in the first half where I don't know what it was, whether it was fatigue for United, but then we started to get the ball. But the way that they were defending was low block. It wasn't like a gung-ho, like, say, how Manchester City defend. Yeah. Um, they went pressing from the front. He just struggles in that. When, when he has to move in tight space, he just it doesn't work. Yeah. He, he doesn't have the, that close ball control. 
I think especially when Greenwood drifts out there, you see a bit of a difference in quality when Greenwood's on the ball. Yeah, and in terms of able to get out of a tight space. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like I said, it's not a criticism. Yeah. Every footballer has, you know, you got your plugs for your pegs and so forth. But he just he doesn't he doesn't fit me. Yeah. Well, someone who I did maybe question, I didn't question as much as you, and you've obviously been a big fan. Um, we'll go back to the left back position now, Brandon Williams. I've always thought he's very good. He's done fantastic since he's come in. He looks a good prospect. But I've always thought, okay, if a left-back becomes available or Luke Shaw's in form and fit, you play Luke Shaw or you go and get a better left-back. I'm maybe jumping on the bandwagon. I think he's probably—he's definitely our best left-back. I think it looks like Ashley Young might be at the door. He's overtaken Luke Shaw for me. He starts at Anfield now for me. 100%. Um, he's played now three games on the bounce. Is that right? I think he almost plays now. Luke Shaw came in for one game. Um, yeah. I forget which game it was. But um, He's playing yeah. so well, mate. And you know what I really like about him? Imagine being 18. How many? He'd be just over 10 games. He wouldn't be much more than that. Um, and he's got... He's happy to get in a bit of push and shove. He doesn't back down from anybody. Oh, he'll, he'll get sent off soon. Um, <laughs> it's coming, isn't it? Which I think when that happens, because it will happen, I think then you will have another discussion. Well, is he mature enough to be our left back, etc.? Did anyone say it about Vidic? Yeah, no, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to carry those players sometimes. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it'll yeah. happen. I, I like him. I think he has, he has the full capability to become a real cult hero yeah. to the United faithful, no doubt, mate. I, I like have a feeling. I don't know why, and it won't happen. But if you want to just put five bucks on it, I just had a... a Red card at no, Anfield? No, no, I saw a goal at the cop by John O'Shea. Wow. Could you imagine Brendan Williams scoring 1-0 at the cop? Well, he, he rocketed a sitter, um, so he, maybe he'll put the impossible in the back of the net, you know. Well, he has scored. He got that one against Sheffield United, didn't he? So, um, yeah. is there anyone else on the game? Do you want to talk about... Um, we might as well talk about the Rashford injury going into the Liverpool match. Well, it, maybe what I want to touch on mostly there is... Rashford is injured, OK. But the criticism Solskjaer is getting from it is... He shouldn't have put him on. He shouldn't have put him on. I remember we were talking at half-time thinking the game could do with Rashford here. So yeah. he puts Rashford on. Could you imagine he doesn't put Rashford on and we lose? Think, well, what's your top scorer doing on the bench? Why haven't you exactly. put Rashford on? So, Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Look, I, I can understand, but if you put yourself... I want anyone, right? Like, let's be sensible. Put yourself in in Solskjaer's shoes. What are you going to do, right? I, I would 100... Maybe, I said it to you at half-time. I was like, this game needs a Rashford. And, like, you saw, as soon as he came on, within two, three touches, he was brilliant. Oh, like, it was the right was, substitution. It was just... yeah, just Horrible, the, like, yeah. The way it goes, because he obviously is carrying an octave. He's not not 100% fit. He's playing through a lot of pain, and that is commendable. But it also draws us criticism, sort of thing. But to blame Solskjaer for nah, right? Because it's not the same injury. Like, he's holding his back, but it looks like potentially a knee injury. So it's a completely different injury. Well, I hope not, mate. I, he's so important. And like I said it to you before we started recording, um, we were saying that Rashford looks a lot better since Martial's come into the team. Mate, Martial was autonomous until Rashford came on. Granted, he set up Mata's goal, but I thought, yeah, Martial was almost like Go City, and then Rashford comes on, and he, again, they just have a good understanding yeah. with each other. It's football chemistry, and I think that does come from just a, almost you could see with Fred a consistency in games. Yeah. You're, you're going to build that, no doubt. Um, look, mate, let's just hope it's not serious. But I, I know we'll touch on Liverpool, but I don't like our chances without him. I'm telling you, it's a big loss. Well, we'll go into just before we go on a Liverpool game. We'll go three, two, ones for. The game this morning matters three points. I'll take that. <laughs> well, what was he? Do you have an argument for someone else? I don't. Know. The, the reason I say matter, and obviously, yes, you can say my man crush and everything. And he you're, scored the goal. You're 100 yeah. right. In a tight game, when you have a matter, personally had a good game, and in a tight game, when you have a good game and score the winner, 
I think that's recipe for the end of the match. Yeah, no, no I, I won't disagree with you there. I thought he was our best player. Simply because he got the goal. He's the difference. He yeah. is the difference. Um, I'll let you go two points, Daniel. Tricky one, you know. I felt like we had a lot of consistent performers, but no one was just like absolute standout. Can I give it a Brendan Williams? Really liked him. Well, I really did. Yeah, he would have got mine, I think. Um, I thought maybe even... I saw a lot of people say it was one of Lindelof's better games in a while. He was, but um, if you look at what... The reason I give it a Williams, they moved Traore thinking yeah. at, in the first half, thinking 100%. we'll get him tired, we'll get him tired, then we'll move Traore back over in the second half, we'll get at him. Mate, Williams took it all in his stride. He yeah. really did. And he, that's the thing, you throw challenge after challenge, and they are targeting him. It's not like, oh, yeah. yeah they're targeting him, and he's stepping up every time. Yeah. Um... Well, it's a three and two for one point. Do you want to go Lindelof or another shout for me? Maybe just from his what he offered in attack and sort of the balance of the attack was one Bissaka. I mean, you could give it either or. Look, I've said it before. I'm not the biggest fan of Lindelof. Um, I'm not going to say I hate him or anything like that. Yeah, look, I, I think I actually think Lindelof deserves. That. I really. Well, do. We're in a given mood. We're in a given. Mood. Yeah. Lindelof. Lindelof. So I so I have some um, so I have some points in the shed when I throw him under the bus and once we lose to Anfield, lose at Anfield. <laughs> we'll get into that. But before we get into that, a player who we all think might start against Liverpool, Bruno Fernandes, will he be starting? Um, I think the deal will be done by the time we verse Liverpool. I don't. Th- I'll be very surprised if he starts. Though. Yeah. Imagine that as your first game for United. Yeah, no worries, mate. All right, you just first Benfica. One derby to another. You're on the, the your son. Anthony, get in there. Anthony Martial's debut, albeit at Old Trafford. Off the bench. Yeah, off the bench. Um, and that's what I think. If Fernandez is there, I think he'll be off the bench. Look, as I said at the start of the podcast, I still have my doubts whether we're going to sign anyone. Because, look, by the time you'll listen to this, Bruno Fernandez is probably holding up the holding up the number seven shirt. But by the time you've listened to this, but from all the credible stuff so far. It's just about negotiations, and it looks like it might be done. There's nothing like... Because when United sign a player, you know, you've seen the photos of them driving into Carrington a week before it's announced. We're not at that stage yet. So we're still a week away, at least. Again, by the time you listen to this, you're probably thinking, what what, what are you talking about? He's just scored the winner at Liverpool. But for me, it just doesn't seem close to me. And look, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope we we definitely sign him. Or hopefully sign anyone. But... um, I think a little. I think a lot of people are getting a little bit carried away with it at the moment. There's a pressure on the board to get it done because we have a lot of football games. I think, and you know, and that's the thing. The people saying, "Oh, you know, this is typical Woodward." In defence of Woodward, and I know this is very rare. You'll never hear me do this again. But negotiations take time. You know, do you want United to get absolutely rinsed? Like you've seen people say we've spent too much money and we don't get any sell-on value. Now, when we're trying to be sensible and actually negotiate a sensible fee... The thing with Woodward where I'll criticise here, and it's not in regards... 100% agree with what you just said. But it's not so much in regards to this deal. The pickle he's put himself in here is... Let's say their hold-up is loaning a player out or selling a player. If sporting, Let's say they want Marcus Rojo in return. The hurdle is getting Rojo to say no to his United wages and take Sport and Lisbon's offer. That is the hurdle. Like yeah. United have agreed, it looks like they've agreed everything with Sporting and Bruno Fernandes. The issue is now Rojo going to Sport in Lisbon. And that stems from giving him such a big contract. And that's, I remember how long United spent seven years trying to get rid of Matteo Damia. Just yeah. couldn't get rid of him because of the wages he was on. So I think that is where Woodward is sort of set himself up to fail because yeah, no doubt. yeah the, the deal with Fernandez is likely done everything's ready to go Fernandez wants to move sport and happy to sell United are happy to buy but Rojo is not happy to leave well, and, and can you blame Rojo? no I can't um, like I think 
I'm not going to defend Woodward because he's put himself in this mess on, you know, Glazonomics. But uh, the club is, you can see, they're strategically trying to get the wage bill down. And I think that's part of the whole we're targeting youth. It's not just because... I think there is an element of we want to build a young team that can be successful. But it's also because when you get younger players who aren't the finished product, they're going to come cheaper. Um, and I think, and again, we are, we're the furthest thing from accountants and in the nose and anything. However, it looks like the Bruno Fernandes wages are only about 90 grand a week which is crazy when you think what we pay some of our players, but it looks like that's all we'll be paying him, which, which is unbelievable money, yeah. but still compared to what some of our players earn is peanuts. It's about time, mate. Yeah. If that's what it is, it's about time. Cause I, our, I could be yeah. wrong. He might be on 500 grand a week. I don't know, but for, from yeah. what, what I've heard, it looks like less than 100 grand They're a generally week. around the mark, right? Like yeah. From all reports, there's generally somewhere in the middle. You see, we saw it with Sanchez, 300 and 500. He's probably sitting somewhere in the middle. Same case. But yeah. you're seeing between 160 and 90,000. Now, if he's in that range, I think that's a good deal. Yeah, uh, 100%. Well, as I said, we're hoping he's putting a winner in the cop end against Liverpool by the time you've listened to this. But um, it does look like it'll happen. Um, I have a feeling it won't happen till late in the window. Mm. Um, Imagine they screw this one up. I think that's where a lot of people have spoken about. They, they can't afford that. I think they will even... They will pay over the yeah, earth they, if they, they have they'll, to. They'll, yeah. they'll, I think they'll have to. Um, yeah. Just to uh, stay face, right? Yeah, uh, exactly, uh, exactly the case. Um, Have you seen the images of uh, Woodward on the train to Paris? I think that was a yeah. I saw, but there was an actual there was a scheduled meeting. There's some type of football with Cavani. No, no, it was a maybe Mbappe. See what it was. Uh, actually, it, was, it had a pretty cool cool name to it. It's it something to do with football departments and commercial deals or something um, that they have in Paris once a year. I don't know. Who knows? It could have been um, going to try and get Ander Herrera back from Paris. Um, any other transfers you want to talk about? Nothing really noteworthy, is there? Lingard and Ashley Young, potentially off in January, looks like. Can I say, if the comments about uh, what Young has said are true, with him saying, I'm refusing to play again, and you know what? Oli's feeling the fire. He hasn't been in the last two matchday squads. Yeah. If what he said is true, he can absolutely do one. I think it's one of those, because if, if, if that's Bruno Fernandes saying he's not going to play for Sporting again, we say, oh, how good's that we want him to come here? And, and I agree with you. It's, He's the United does. captain, yeah, though. Yeah, no, that does play a part, yeah. Um, I think, and I think United have done really well by him. Because let's be honest, not a United player, yeah. is he? Yeah. But again, as you said, we don't know if it's true, but yeah, hopefully it isn't. But um, I'm sure on the next podcast there'll definitely be an update on at least one of the transfers, hopefully a few. Um, might as well get into it, Liverpool. If they're going to lose one game this season, it's going to be us. You think Am so? Am I right? Oh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. All right, all right. Do you want a sensible response or do you want an over-the-top absolute nonsense? Nonsense, please. Okay. We're winning the game. We're going to win. Mm, all right, I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0 United. Fernandez is going to come off the bench, <laughs> score the winner. It's going to be 1-1. And then, it's, in fact, the shock will be he's going to score in the 90th minute and the shock will be so bad that Sadio Mane's forehead is going to go further backward. <laughs> I don't think that's possible, whether the forehead comment or the Fernandez comment. But... Um... It's a weird one because the, they're the only team. We're the only team that drop points against. They've won every single game, and the only points was the draw at Old Trafford, which we were unlucky not to win. Yeah. Um, and I just look back. Look, let's face it. They've won the league. They're going to win the league by probably record amount. They'll surpass uh, Man City's record, I think, of uh, points total. However, I just have in football. There's so many stories in football, and I think they're going to win the league. But they're going to look back, and something's going to hurt them. That just not hurt them but just take a bit of shine off it and that is they're going to not be able to beat United they're going to win all the games except United and it's going to be something which they're going to be happy fair fucking play to them 
However, they'll look back and think, what could have been? It was like when Man City almost won the league against us. Mm. And they won the league the next week. And they're obviously happy winning the league, but deep down it killed them that they didn't win it against us. And I just maybe it's just hope, but that's exactly what I'm hoping for because I think it's a case of, look at Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard, he's come out and said, oh, I can't wait for Liverpool to win the league. I'll be so happy. He's bullshitting. Deep down, he doesn't want Liverpool to win the league. Deep, like, on the surface, he'll, he'll look like he is. But deep down, he'll, he'll think, God, that should have been me. That could have been me. Look at them, Jordan Henderson lifting the trophy. That should have been me. So he'll be happy, but deep down, it'll kill him. So I think Liverpool... Yeah, on a personal level, yeah. So Liverpool, they'll be happy winning the league. Fair play. But if we're, if they don't beat us this season, if we're their only blemish, because it looks like they're going to win every game. They're not losing games. If we can be the team that takes points off them, yeah, they'll be happy. But deep down, I think, oh, God, what could have been those fucking mank bastards? Mate, uh, I was chatting to a mate today, a Liverpool fan. He's paid, I think, 1,500 pounds to go to the Chelsea game, their final home game of the season. That's insane. Anyway, um, if we can manage to win this one game, and I was saying this to him, I was like, you guys are going to win the league. If we manage to be the only team to win this game, mate, I'll take it. Like, if we finish fifth, but we can say we were the only team that beat Liverpool, so be it. Give, give Solskjaer a fucking... Give him a statue outside Old Trafford for doing that. It shows how much we've fallen. Honestly, <laughs> mate, yeah, yeah. Points. But in terms of the actual football in the game, um, you look at what we did to City a couple of weeks ago. Now, a lot of that maybe does depend on Marcus Rashford, if Rashford plays or he doesn't play. But we do have the tools to maybe hurt them, especially with the way they attack through, and Liverpool aren't going to change the way they play. Liverpool are going to be 100%. You, you know what you're going to get from them. They're so attacking through Arnold and Robertson. I think that is one area. And again, if Marcus Rashford... But in terms of, OK, Daniel James isn't as good as Marcus Rashford, but has the same type of attributes. If we play that way, like we played against Man City, we can cause a problem. This is the game for Dan James. Yeah, potentially. Liverpool love the press. They love to play a high line. I think Dan James can definitely get behind. You know what? And look... If I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be pumping up the tyres of my players too, right? Trent Alexander-Arnold is not a good defender. No. So, you, if you can get tricky at him... You know, if I was if I was Oli and look, I'm, I'm no tactical ge- uh, magician and I'm not going to claim to be, but if you... In, in fact, I would actually look at getting Martial... You, you're playing Martial centrally, but you're going to try and get him drifting for me. Get him drifting on the left to target Alexander-Arnold. Especially the way Brandon Williams gets forward. If you 100% double, mate. You because Martial with his trickery, if you can just make two-on-ones, he'll be in all sorts. And then you can really create trouble. And then you get someone with the genius or the IQ of a one Mata coming through the middle. I think you can really get Well, that, that's the thing with Matty. Take the last two games out of the equation. Yeah. Away at Anfield. So he, he didn't have those two assists against Norwich. He didn't score against Wolves. Did you play him away at Anfield? The answer would be no. But after those two performances, does he play away at Anfield? El Maggio was born well, in Anfield, well, no, mate. 100% for me, he does play because he, yeah. he's our best player in that position. But in terms of the argument about what he brings to the team, in terms, especially in a game where it's going to be quite a physical game, um, as a leaf just falls in the middle of the table. <laughs> I wouldn't start Mata, no. Um, I, I'd bring him off the bench, though. I think once the intensity is out of the game, yeah, I think towards the back end of the second half, you can bring him on. Definitely not starting. We're, we're going to look to counter-attack for sure. Um, but again, it's going to be Matic and Fred, isn't it? And I just... My concern is how much legs can these guys have? Because they, they're playing game after the game. Where I think... Uh, and the midfield is a huge issue, especially 
you know, against the top level teams. However, the way Liverpool play, their midfield doesn't really concern me too much. They play so direct. Yeah. Alexander Arnold and Robertson get the ball to that front three. So in terms of Matic and Fred, I don't think defensively they'll have their work cut out too much. I hope we do play a third midfielder in there, um, whether that be Matic dropping a little bit deeper or we'll have a field and probably be Pereira at 10, where he has that yeah. ability to drop back. But um, I don't think Liverpool's midfield three is the issue. I think it will be relatively comfortable there. I think it's the way they hit us on sort of the way they get the ball yeah. quickly forward and pressure sort of Maguire and the way Firmino drops in and Maguire is he going to follow Firmino or is it going to be Lindelof who follows Firmino and leave that space in behind for Salah and yeah that, that's my concern I like you know what credit where it's due mate Liverpool play good football they really do oh, really? Um, and Firmino for me is the architect of a lot of it comes in between the lines and um, Mane especially but Salah they play off him and uh, they, they almost bypass midfield don't they, they it's all through the wing backs that's what I'm saying it's, just, it's, yeah. very, it's, it's not kick and chase it's the furthest thing no, from that no, but it is very direct it's get the ball forward and let's play the game in their half which I'm a big advocate for I'd rather lose the ball in the front third than lose it in your final third yeah. and um, where the sixes are going to be busy and this is where the legs of Matic concern me is they're going to need to work to shut down the overlapping fullbacks because we've seen how many assists um, between Alexander Arnold and um, oh, yeah, I, mean, I think they're, le- they're leading assist makers they're, in the league. They're killing it. Um, so, so that's where they're going to have to work. So, again, Williams, and he will start. Um, he will be targeted. So they're going to need to keep the fullbacks quiet. Um, if we can do that, big if. But if we can do that, I definitely think there'll be opportunities on the counter attack. So as we said, your prediction is for Bruno Fernandes to score the winner. I think it'll be a Brandon Williams um, screamer in front of the cop. And then- you know, just anything, uh, just take points off. I'll take the draw. Just take points off. Just I want to win. Yeah, obviously the win. Obviously yeah. the win, but look, a draw is a good result. Look, I, I, I stand by it, and it, I, I said this last time. God, they kept on winning, but I said it last time. The longer you go winning, the closer you are to your next loss. And that's just simple maths. Um, so I'm holding out hope, which I'm sure all our listeners are as well. Is there anything else you want to touch on? This I week? just want to see how far or fourth we are. Um, okay, so Chelsea are five points ahead. Um, that's nothing to this stage of the season. Yeah, but, mate, every game matters now, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, but we're not going to be playing away at Liverpool every week. That's true. Um, I think, look, in, all in all, a draw is a good result. I'll take the win, obviously. Yeah. Um, just don't lose. Thank you, man. Just don't uh, lose, yeah. Yeah, don't lose. Um, all right, are we, let's be serious. Um, what's the score? Oh, God. I'll be positive and say one old draw. But that's if I'm putting money on it, I'd say a draw. I can't bring myself to say we're going to lose. Yeah, no, that's trying not to say we're yeah. going to lose. Um, but a win is a big stretch. Because, look, we have to face that Liverpool are on a different level to us. Yeah. No, they're, they're, gonna... This is Liverpool at the top of the table who's won all their games against a team sitting in 6th, 7th. So... I think I'm going to say nil all draw. Nil all. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay a draw. Um, hopefully one matter can return home. And... Um, Winefield. I've got that shirt signed. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, yeah, thank you, Mark, for that. The chairman of the Supporters Club got me that signed a couple of years ago, that white shirt with the black collar. Um, just about wraps it up for this week, episode 51. Now, just another reminder, is obviously episode 51, which is said, but episode 50 was our interview with Mark Bosnich, so if you haven't listened to it, feel free to go back and listen to that. It was very good, some interesting stories. And another reminder about the um, the two bushfire fundraisers. We've got our own one raising money for the Koala Hospital up in Lismore. And also Vin um, on Twitter. Um, just go on to the United Pubcast Twitter page and he'll have a link to his 
uh, fundraiser for the New South Wales Fire Services. If you wish to donate to that, I have thought of something, mate. Um, we should we should show some love to our loyal listeners who have left some comments. The comments, yes, we haven't got to the comments. Um, your Facebook or Twitter up? We've got. Um, we've got Twitter, so okay. let's just rip into those. Okay, you can go to the Twitter ones. So we've got uh, Barry White. Uh, any thoughts on the rumours of Poch being lined up for the summer? I think it'll happen. Um, look, Do you? To, yeah, to me, I think it'll eventually it'll happen. Um, and I think maybe a lot will depend on what, what Solskjaer's success, etc. Um, potentially, if he wins a trophy, it'll be hard to get rid of him. But in saying that, they sacked Van Hal a day after winning the FA Cup. So, if I'm putting money on it, I think Pochettino's our manager next season. And at the moment, I don't... At the moment, I'll probably agree with it. But also, I don't want to agree with it. So, that is a whole different debate. I'll take one positive out of it, and this isn't a positive with the right state of mind. The reason it, it could be a positive is he doesn't come in without getting some guarantees from the board. Yeah, but we thought that with Mourinho, and we thought that with Van Hal. I, I agree. But when both those managers came in, though, they, they did have a, a good window, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Said it. As bad as it is, it almost is exciting times. I, hope, I don't know the club's turned a page, but potentially there is starting to turn a page. Um, any more on Twitter? Yeah, so you got Dunko, uh, MUFC. Why hasn't United appointed a director of football, as Ed has stated previously? <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Ed Woodward. God, we're going to... Uh, I think we need to set aside a podcast. Just Ed Woodward. talk no football. Honestly. And, and just about his decisions over the years and his... Almost the future decisions yeah. we do need. To, the do quick need way to answer your question, mate, because Edward Wood. Pretty much. Um, Apparently, it's got a bit of an ego on him, and that's that is what's holding a lot of the decisions back. A chief executive almost earning uh, almost yeah. three million pounds per year. I think I'd be a dick too, right? Yeah, no, fair play to him. Um, so a few more comments. Um, injury to Rashford. Um, how good was Brendan Williams? What's for young now by Vinar. Uh, pretty much covered that. Uh, what's for young? I'm um, cleaning toilets in in Italy. Oh, lovely. Um, I'll go on to Facebook. Um, Emma said, great result this morning with Matter Matic um, having a good game, but also very worried about Rashford, which I think everyone is. Um, Robert also on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, sorry. Bruno, where is he? Why do we take forever to sign players, which I think we touched on before. This is a, I think, why it looks straightforward, potentially a complex deal. Um, the result was the main thing today, and we got a superb finish from Matter. I'm sure Tom would have loved that. Robert knows. Um... Yeah, so thank you all for the comments on Facebook and Twitter. Um, episode 51, we're getting there. Yeah. Past the past 50. So again, thank you all for your support. And it's good to be part of something that we mentioned it during the week, that so many platforms on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, etc. In terms of the United community, just filled with abuse and agendas and attention seeking. So it's good to be part of something that's filled with kind words for the time being. No one hates us yet. Uh, well, that we know of. That we know of. Um, so again, thank you all for your support and all your listens and we'll be back on Monday after the Liverpool match where Brandon Williams scores his second United goal to win 1-0. Fingers crossed, mate. See you then. Cheers.